Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery, our true crime podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Heather, and I know absolutely nothing about true crime. And my name is Jillian, and I consider myself somewhat of a true crime expert. Yes, Jill is our resident true crime expert. And we created this podcast so that Jill could teach me about all things true crime, both locally and nationally, and to take you guys along for the journey, so that if you too know nothing about true crime, you can learn something. Or maybe hear another perspective about stories you already know. Okay, so this case was requested from my cousin Laura and starts on March 16th of 1980 when Charles Arlen Leon Henderson was born to Debbie Henderson Griffith. Unfortunately, Arlen's father was sick and passed away from emphysema complications in 1990 when Arlen was still a child. I do know that when Laura sent this to me, there was, I guess, rumors about the dad. So that kind of just squashed the rumors because oh, okay. he passed away. Um, but Charles went by his middle name, Arlen. He was said to be very mature for his age. He loved school, loved riding his bikes and swimming. He loved jumping off diving boards. He liked to tell stories, and in school, he loved science and social studies and lived in Moscow Mills, Missouri. Okay. Which, for you locals, you know exactly where that is, but basically, it's the town next to where we live and actually where Heather lived when we first started this podcast. Mm -hmm. I used to live in an RV in Moscow Mills. Yeah. And actually- (laughs) And um, now I live in a house. (laughs) Well, yeah. No thanks to the podcast. (laughs) We're still a little in debt from the podcast. Heather's still a little in debt from the podcast. It's okay. We love you guys. Yeah. Um. Actually, with, with Moscow, Heather lived there. My family, I think, goes back like three generations living in Moscow. Mm-hmm. And we put on a bicentennial celebration. And my family helped put it on. And me and Heather got to be security guards. Yes, we did. We did not do a very good job. But it's okay. We, we made, just had fun. We made lifelong friends. Yeah. That actually know what they were doing. There actually was a security guard there. We do not know why we were supposed to be there because he did all of the work and we just stood there. But we were there. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. It was at a wine pavilion. But anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So they lived in Moscow uh, during his childhood. And on one night on July 25th of 1991, his mother and him were at home while she was making dinner. He went to go ride his bike near the house around 5 to 5.30 p.m. And he told his mom to, quote, save me some Polish sausage, end quote. He then took off on his huffy white lightning bike that he had gotten for his 11th birthday. He wanted a go-kart and he was promised that if he kept his bike clean and didn't ruin it for one whole year, that he would get the go-kart that he wanted. Okay. But unfortunately, this was the last time that Arlen would be seen. Many volunteers, including local law enforcement, searched all of Lincoln County for days after Arlen's disappearance, but they were unable to find any trace of him. About 11 weeks after Arlen disappeared, his bicycle was found in a bean field about 10 miles from his house on North Ethlin Road. I know exactly where that is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I like the name Ethlin. (laughs) It's a pretty name. Darian hates it. But older names are coming back into style. I love older names. So they found the bike, and they did find a set of fingerprints on the frame of the bicycle that they lifted. 
They said the bike was clean and the tire still had air in it. So I'm not sure what they meant. Maybe it just wasn't like torn up or what. But they also found a red carpet fiber and a brown hair at the scene. Was it like a was it like a rainy time? Maybe they said thought like if he had ridden his bike into the bean field that it would have been muddy what month was this hang on this was july i mean i guess it could have rained but i mean jill let's just be clear i think it could rain any time of the year yeah i'm just saying like maybe that's why they said that um we do get rain year round here in troy missouri <laughs> yeah last last year, moscow <laughs> last year a tornado Warning ruined my friend's friends miss party with Heather. Friends miss? It was in December? <laughs> December 10th. You were right. It was right in between. Yeah, we are known for bipolar weather here. Yeah, I wouldn't say that we frequently have tornadoes in December, but yeah, we have all kinds of weather all the time. I mean, you really just do not know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I but- mean, I would say most of the time you can safely... Assume that you're not going to get sucked up by a tornado in December, but you just never know. It's yeah. like those TikToks where it's like, you, we're pretty sure that a golden retriever is not going to murder you, but we can't be 100% sure. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Missouri. <laughs> Literally. And sometimes she just likes to switch it up on us, you know? Yeah. It's going to keep you in the toes. Right. Uh, so they found the brown hair. He had, like, dirty blonde hair. Okay. And unfortunately, after they found these, the case went cold. This was until two, <laughs> 2001, which I feel like you are going to find this interesting. Okay. In 2001, after it had been 10 years with virtually no leads, someone confessed to Arlen's murder. This was 23-year-old Josh Spangler. He said that he was... He was 23 th- at the time, so he was 13 mm. when it happened? Yes. Okay. He said that he was dealing drugs at 13 for George and Charles Gibson back in 1991 and that George and him were riding around in uh, George's truck and that they kidnapped Arlen and they took him to a house in Davis, Missouri and kept him hostage for a few days. Now, I had never heard of Davis, Missouri, but it's literally less than 10 minutes from here. So I think it's just unincorporated Troy that they call Davis. Where is it? I've heard of it. It's by, like, Cave, Missouri, which I feel like is like awesome. Like I don't up, think it's... It's north, though? Y- yeah. It's, okay. like, it's like right across the highway. It's on Zillow as a place. What? Cave or Davis? Davis. Oh. And Cave. When you were looking... Mm-hmm. See, when you were looking for houses. I knew that they were, like, real... I knew Cave was a real place because there's, like, five mm-hmm. people that live there. <laughs> but um, I had never heard of Davis. Yeah. Well, that's where the house was. Okay. And Josh said that three days after his kidnapping, he was paid $10,000 by the Gibson brothers to shoot Arlen in the head. And he said he did this with a nine millimeter pistol in a creek bed near Davis, Missouri. Oh my gosh. And then he said he buried Arlen's body along the Mississippi River. The reason was said to be that someone in Arlen's family owed George and Charles money. And so he was given money to kill Arlen for a warning to whoever owed these guys money. They said it was drug-related, like a drug-dealing situation that they owed these people money. Keep in mind, like we said, at the time of the murder, Josh would have only been 13 years old. Good job with the math. After this, Charles 
and George Gibson were charged in the disappearance of Arlen. Police searched near Winfield, Missouri, the summer of 2001. I assume near the river, because I live in Winfield, and part of it, like, touches the Mississippi River. But unfortunately, they found nothing. In October of that year, Josh, I guess, either said that he lied, or maybe they just found out that he lied because stuff didn't add up in his story. But either way, they dropped the charges because they found out that they weren't actually involved. And Josh was charged with perjury and sentenced to seven years in prison. Good. I feel like that was only because he said that on a stand that he was charged with perjury. Because we've talked... Listen, I think anybody who says they did it should... If you want to go to jail, go to jail. Right. I said that last episode. Yeah. I just edited that episode and I still feel the same way. You want to go? Go. I'll still open the door for you. Heather feels very strongly about people that confess to crimes that they did not do. It's just so silly. It is, and it, like we say, it wastes It wasted time. their time. And Arlen's mom, obviously his dad has passed by this point. He had a stepfather. Oh, okay. Well, Arlen's mom and maybe his stepdad cared about him. I'm not sure. Weird timing. But she's upset about this, I'm sure. Because now they're looking for his body, and they heard that he got shot in the head, and he was mm-hmm. kidnapped, and was held hostage, and like, da-da-da-da-da. That is stupid. Why create more grief? I do not like it. No, it it's actually disgusting. And at the time that Josh confessed to this, 10 years later, he was already serving a four-year prison sentence for burglary and tampering with evidence. The Bad police, egg. Well, they say that they think Josh made up the whole story as a joke to make the police in our town look incompetent. But I do want to add that... Not a it, funny joke, Josh. No, it, and it, it really isn't because I, I genuinely can't imagine hearing from the detectives that they have a lead. This is what the lead is. This is where he says that your yeah. son is for there to be nothing. Yes. Well, you feel grief because you think that these things have happened, but you also feel hope that you're going to find answers mm-hmm. and that you're going to know where your kid is. Right. And then it's, oh, I said it as a joke. Like, no, you... You can't say that and have no consequences. I don't feel that way. I do not like it. No. I do want to add that even to this day, it appears that Josh suffers with some substance abuse issues. Um, He is friends with some of my family members. And I am sure that this influence of drugs may have had something to do with him confessing or making up a confession, though I'm not sure. That is obviously an assumption on my end. And... We wish him the best and hope that he gets the help that he needs. It appears that he resides in my town now. You know, hopefully after serving your sentence, you learned your lesson to not do that. Even if you do think the police are incompetent. But please still believe that it is possible Arlen's disappearance could be drug related. However, his mother denies this and denies that anyone in her family has been involved with drugs. After this, the case went cold again. This was until January 12th of 2007, which, are you good with dates? Does that ring a bell? 2007? Mm-hmm. January 12th. January 12th, 2007, no. This was when Sean Hornbeck and Ben Ownby were found in Michael Devlin's house. Oh, okay. So, 
if you... How on earth would I remember that? I don't know. Because I think we made a big deal about it and how you'd never heard of it before. And I was like, it was engraved in my brain. Yeah, that... I mean, I know the story now, but that was, that date was not engraved in my brain, clearly. Well, that was a, a big day for... I, I assume... Not assume. I know a lot of yeah. cold kidnapping cases. Yeah, for sure. And so, of course, they thought that he might have something to do with it. Michael Devlin might have something to do with Arlen's disappearance. If you would like to learn more about Sean and Ben, we have a whole episode on that. I didn't know that how many cases he had been allegedly connected to. After Michael Devlin was found out to be a gross person that kidnapped little boys, police looked into him as a possible suspect. It is noted that a vehicle seen in the area that Arlen was abducted from resembled Michael Devlin's vehicle. Which honestly checks out for me because you know, well, if you know anything about Michael Devlin and that whole situation, you know, he's a piece of trash human. So I wouldn't really put anything past him. Mm -hmm. It was also said that Michael Devlin had a photo of a teenager who looked to be about 17. And at the time the photo was taken, it would have been 1997. And that would have made Arlen 17 years old. Now, Arlen's mom did say that it did look like it could be Arlen, obviously, aged Mm -hmm. but she said she wasn't getting her hopes up and unfortunately in october of 2007 the task force that was created to investigate michael devlin connecting him to other cases in the area was dissolved because there was no evidence as of right now the whereabouts of charles arlen leon henderson are unknown as well as the circumstances regarding his case it is suspected that foul play is involved Arlen's mom still lives in the same neighborhood that she did when he disappeared, except in a different house. Unfortunately, 10 years after Arlen disappeared, his sister was murdered. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. She was murdered by an estranged husband, and it is not believed that the cases correlate at all, but I can't imagine how much this family has gone through. My goodness gracious. When asked what... Ridiculous. I'm so sorry. I'm, like, in shock. Yeah. I I mean, seriously, though, like, just, you I know. I can't even imagine, like, trying to feel normal and not feel guilty about trying to feel normal after your son disappears and then maybe finally getting some semblance of that and then your daughter gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And now you have to figure out how... To do that all over again. And buried, uh, just burying any of your kids, but let alone two of them, I just physically, mentally cannot imagine. Yes, I can't either. That's, my gosh, I will be praying for you. She does seem very sweet. When asked after what would have been Arlen's 30th birthday, his mother said that she wants to believe that he's still alive, but she said, in your mind, it's sort of hard to believe, but she still believes in miracles and she's going to hold on to that. If Arlen is out there, the message she has for him is, quote, I miss you, I love you, and I hope you've had a good life. I'd like to have been a part of it. I'm Like, that's so sad. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There is a $10,000 reward for information of Arlen's disappearance. Arlen's description is a white male with blonde hair and blue eyes. At the time of his disappearance, he was 4 foot 5, weighing 75 pounds, He was last seen wearing a camouflage print t-shirt, camouflage pants with a hole in the left knee, gray socks with red stripes, black tennis shoes, and he had a crew cut haircut. 
He also has a gap between his teeth, as well as one scar near his left eye, one scar on his bottom lip, and one scar on his thigh. He was last seen in the Moscow Mills area riding a yellow, white, and black, white lightning, huffy bike. If anyone knows the whereabouts of Arland or have any information regarding his disappearance, please contact the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office at 314-528-8546. So what really doesn't make sense to me is how we mentioned the fingerprints earlier. Mm -hmm. The FBI investigator that has been assigned to this case, when asked about it, said, quote, draw your own conclusions. This was in 2012. And I know DNA evidence or DNA testing wasn't as readily available, but, like, that really threw me off that he just said, like, draw your own conclusions. What does that mean? I don't know. I guess there was, like, a picture of the bike with a arrow with the fingerprint dusting circled, and, like, when they were like, oh, what about this? He would draw your own conclusions. Now, again, that was in 2012. I don't know if this guy is still on the case or what. Um, That's just an odd statement to make. Like, maybe he was trying to say, like, we clearly don't know. Right. Otherwise, we would have somebody. I don't know. I don't I don't know either. And that caught me off guard. And I know they, they have the hair. And Arlen's hair was like a dirty blonde. This hair was brown. So... Was Michael Devlin's hair brown? I think he had, like, dark brown hair. Okay. But they have his fingerprints, so... They would know if his fingerprint was on the bike. I yeah. wonder if the fingerprint was Arlen's fingerprint. You would think that the FBI guy would have just said that. I I don't know what the FBI guy meant. That I was don't, a weird thing to say. Well, here's the thing. I'm not trying to say that I think that the police are hiding anything in this case at all. But, like, I really just didn't want this case to be put on the back burner. And, like, hoping that the evidence just hadn't been, like, thrown out. And so... After, at the time of writing this, I hadn't heard back, but I did reach out to, oh my gosh, we have a real detective here. I did reach out to the Facebook page, Help Find Missing Charles Arlen Henderson, and I'm not sure who runs it, but I did ask if, if they knew if the hair found at the scene of the bike had DNA testing done or anything on like that. Just because I hadn't seen anything. Mm -hmm. And they did say that recently it has been sent to a lab for touch DNA, which is like new technology. So they're hoping that they get something from this. And we're praying that they get something from this. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. And from everything that I read, his, his mother is still alive. I think she's like 70 or something. But I just, I hope that they find out who did this, mm-hmm. can officially, you know, either have a homecoming celebration or be able to have him actually rest in peace, you know? Yeah. If, you know. And his, have his mom have some peace of knowing. Obviously, right. she'd rather the outcome be different, but not knowing is worse, I feel like. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like she said, miracles do happen, so... But if anybody has any information, uh, we will have a picture of Charles Arlen Leon Henderson posted along with an age-progressed photo on our Facebook and Instagram for, like, our daily post. So if you 
think that you may have seen something in Moscow on that day or think you may know something about it, don't hesitate to reach out. Um, this family seems very sweet and they have clearly been through more than anyone should go through. So hopefully, you know, the testing comes back and they get some sort of closure. Yeah, but don't be sending fake stuff. No. And I, I feel like some of that was true. Like maybe he was, you know, involved at, with heavy drugs and stuff at 13 and it's just, that's very sad, but I just don't understand why you would let it get that far where they're literally spending months searching a river. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all I'm saying is don't be like that guy. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, hopefully he learned his lesson. Hopefully getting seven years for making a false confession helped some other people not do that because, really, it's just, there's no point in it. So, yeah. That's if- one of my biggest pet peeves in life. Every time Jill tells me a story and she's like, 20 people have confessed to this. It just makes me mad. Like, it's just dumb. I do not agree with it. No. And I I wish people would stop it. So if you're one of those Quit people, it. stop it right now. We do not enjoy. No. We'll make a whole episode about you. Just being naughty. Don't do that. Don't do it. But with that being said, this is the still active missing case of Charles Arlen Leon Henderson and... Thank you, Laura. Um, the reason I said in the beginning was she said that some the rumors at the time were she thought believed to be that his dad took him to Canada or something like that. Which, I mean, could his dad have faked his death? I don't think so. Because his dad like died before he even went missing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see anything. It doesn't anything. make sense, obviously, if he was dead, he, he couldn't have done it, but Right, and I didn't see anything. Of course, you know, they lived in Moscow, or at least her. Did he have a stepdad at the time? If he passed before he went missing, like maybe the rumors were about his stepdad? I am unsure because it did say that, and of course this was like 2010, Mm -hmm. but it did say that his mom still had their phone number listed under his stepfather's name. In case he found a phone book. So I would say yes. That they were at the time? Yeah. So maybe the rumors are about his stepdad. I don't know. Which, I mean, maybe. But I didn't see any articles. Is that the stepdad that killed his sister? Because then... No, no, no. It was an estranged... Her estranged husband. I thought it was the mom's estranged Mm -mm. husband. I see. No, I, I believe that the daughters were, like, older then. Okay. I thought it was... The mom's estranged husband, and she was like a accidental something or another. I don't... Th- well, it just said, like, her estranged husband. So, it would yeah, it would have been the daughters. I just... That's good I guess thing. I thought that they were... I guess I thought she was a kid when it happened. The daughter. But clearly she was older. Yeah, because, I mean, it was ten years after. Well, I bet the rumors were about the stepdad then. Yeah. And, like I said... You know, they lived there at the time in Moscow. So, and Moscow is a very small town. Even to this day, Moscow is a very small town. So people do talk, but I didn't see any, anything in any of the articles that would even point fingers at the stepdad being a subject of investigation. So probably just one of those things where, you know, like anytime a woman is murdered, 
the number one suspect is the husband. Well, I will say that it actually in the NamUs file thing, it said there is a non-family related abduction. So, because I know there's like statistics that a lot of the time that kids get yeah. kidnapped, it's like by family or like their other parent or something. But like they had it prioritized under non. They probably checked their fingerprints for the fingerprint on the bike. Yeah, so but they also probably were able to rule out the stepdad. That wouldn't make sense because like that wouldn't. No, because like my dad would pick up my bike and go put it in the garage. Yeah, you know. So the fingerprint that was on the bike wasn't the stepdad's. Like, there was a fingerprint on the bike that did not match his his mom or his stepdad's fingerprints. It was somebody else's. And we're looking for that somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they probably were like, oh, this fingerprint doesn't match you. It wouldn't have been alarming if his stepdad's fingerprints were on it. Right. But being that there was somebody else's, a mystery person, then we can assume it wasn't the stepdad. Yeah, and nobody specifically said anything about the fingerprints other than to draw our own conclusions. So, Mr. Well, FBI I'm detective guy. Well, I my own guy, conclusion that it wasn't the stepdad. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't not, I do I not think. I think they would have checked that. I mean, I can't be sure. Sometimes they do crazy stuff. But I would think that they would have checked his fingerprints. Right. So. Yeah, I just. Because yeah, if nothing uh, else, why are we still looking if it's, if the fingerprint that we found is a common fingerprint that should have been there? You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit spooked out because I live by the state park and I wholeheartedly believe that there are hidden people in there somewhere. Like uh, Appalachian people? No. Type? Dead people. Oh. Wholeheartedly. Oh, Thousands yeah. of acres in the state park? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, I why would you not? at first. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, I do not feel settled by the ending of this case. I hope that the DNA testing comes back and we're able to catch them through ancestry dna or something like that but thank you for telling us thank mm-hmm. you laura for telling us about it did you know about this no i didn't either i'd never heard of that for our listeners if you haven't already please follow our social media accounts and if you want merch you can still buy merch the link is in our description and we'll be back next week with another episode I bye bye, bye.